My guest today is Griffin McElroy here to talk about his review of The Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess HD. My name is Justin McElroy, and you're listening to Polygon's Quality Control. Hi, Griffin. Welcome back to the show. Oh, I could listen to that deep, sinewy mm-hmm. baritone. Resonance. All day. Uh, real quick, before you get healthy again, can you do some of my favorite books on tape, please? Uh, it was the best of times. It I had no, I hate that book. Okay, let me try again. The first habit of highly effective people. There we go. Changed, changed my life, that book. Um, Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess. Griffin, um, I'm going to start with the question I think is on a lot of people's mind and is, which one was that? <laughs> that was the uh, Wii, the first Zelda game up on Wii. Uh, I had forgotten it was a Wii launch title, Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess. Cross-platform, right? What's that? Uh, well, the- it did come to GameCube a little bit later without the, you know, the, the revolutionary waggle tech um, mm-hmm. TM. Um, but, but yeah, it was a Wii launch title. I forgot how dope the, the Wii launch, uh, games were. They were real good. Speaking a little more broadly, what is it about Twilight Princess? What are some of like the hallmarks of this that set it apart from some of the other Zelda games? So like that was kind of, this was a really tricky review to write. Like I think remakes in general are kind of tricky to review because like how much time do you spend reviewing the remake? How much time do you spend reviewing like the source material itself? Um, and what was really like interesting about playing Twilight Princess HD is uh, it's been almost a decade since Twilight Princess came out, which is bonkers. Um, and I, it kind of occurred to me that when I was first playing that game as a Wii launch title back in 2006, I maybe didn't get like the the real experience out of it that I should have gotten. <coughs> Like, for instance, I think we were all kind of under this spell of like, I remember the first time I like shot an arrow at a at a Moblin or whatever out of the Wii remote. And I was like, this is the coolest shit ever. Like this rules. This is the coolest thing I've ever done in a video game before. And like, obviously, the shine came off the <laughs> uh, motion control Apple pretty quickly. Uh, but not only that, like it was the after... Uh, um, after Majora's Mask, which was terrific, I love Majora's Mask, but you were Kid Link the whole time, and then you had Wind Waker, which had the the cell shaded aesthetic, which I loved, but you know, kind of put a lot of people off. I think people were like just psyched to have this uh, mature, sort of darker Zelda game, um, and those two things combined, it was like the only thing I focused on. Like whenever I told my friends about Twilight Princess, it was oh, it's cool, it's dark and gritty and mature, and also you swing the Wiimote to to swing your sword. It's great. Um, but there's like a lot of other stuff going on in Twilight Princess that I never really appreciated and I never really paid attention to. And I certainly didn't remember when I sat down to play this HD remake. And I'm glad I did, um, because without like all of the the, you know, the the hype and the expectations that came with Twilight Princess back when it launched with the Wii, um, it kind of makes the the game itself stand out a little bit more. Um, and that's not always a good thing. Like there's some real problems. There's some there's some flaws in Twilight Princess that are pretty significant. But there's also a lot of really cool stuff that I just completely missed because I was so um, 
just spellbound by the fact that I could shoot arrows out of my Wiimote. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, how are those handled in this new version? Like, how is the more motion centric stuff it's like not at all like uh, uh i played it with the gamepad you can also play with the pro controller um the gamepad does the thing that the 3ds zelda games do which i think is like amazing which is just the gyroscope aiming so you can aim with the stick but if you want to do like real quick fine detail aiming you can just like move the gamepad around to um adjust just your view a little bit mm-hmm. um and as i get that's a, that's about as far as it goes um, if you played the GameCube version, it's probably going to feel a lot more similar just because like you're not going to have to swing the Wiimote around every time you want to attack. And this was Twilight Princess's way of handling it, which is literally just like you move the Wiimote and it does the swing motion. It wasn't like Skyward Sword where it was, you know, it was aiming for one to one, like it would uh, detect the direction of your swing and then Link would swing. No, it was not that. It was just like swing to attack. Um, so yeah, it, it doesn't, it doesn't mess with any of that stuff, uh, really at all. And also I mean, there's more buttons on the game pad. So, uh, and you have the screen, which is cool for like, it shows your inventory the whole time. You don't have to like pause out to the menu, um, to, to manage your inventory. Uh, there's a button on the screen that lets you switch between wolf link and human link. Um, so you don't, don't have to like go through a couple of menu options to get there. Um, it's, it's, it's pretty streamlined, but yeah, it does not shoehorn in much like motion control junk. Um, you mentioned in the review, uh, specifically when you're talking about the, the unfortunate opening couple hours, Jesus, it's bad. Uh, uh, yeah. It's, it sounds really bad. Um, you talk about how they've shaved a couple of, uh, chores off the list for this new version. Um, when you're writing a review for like this of a, of a revamped, uh, 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 title, how do you track things like that? Like, how do you, are you relying on documentation from the developer or are you relying on memory? Um, I do a little facts? bit. Of, I like, do a bit you, of, what are you doing? Yeah. I do some, some research to like, make sure. Um, cause, cause they, they did do like a little bit of work to make some of the more monotonous parts of twilight princess, just a little bit less monotonous. So like in the intro, you still have to do that fucking goat herding mini game, which is just the worst, uh, twice, like in the first hour and it's Ugh. it's the opposite of fun but then there's like some stuff where in the, in the original twilight princess you had to like catch a fish for a cat and then you had to do it literally again like right there um and in this remake like you only have to do it the one time so like i was i was researching like after i played through the the opening sequence in the hd remake i wanted to know like is this as bad as i remember it being um, and so I looked at like the sequence that you had to do back then. And there's like a couple of things that it's trimmed off. It's not significant. You're still spending like two hours. Um, I mean, the most heinous thing isn't like these chores that it makes you do in the village that you start out in. Um, you can get through that sequence pretty quickly. It is you have to like run through the woods to um, rescue this kid. And then you have to run through the woods again as the wolf once you get transformed. And then you have to run through the woods a third time. And the first two, like there's so much the the game is is it makes you do some some pretty brutal backtracking from time to time. The intro like really sets the tone for how rough that stuff can get. It's it's like it's inconceivable. It's absolutely the worst part of the game, and you have to get through it before you can uh, play it, it. 
Uh, David Pilardi wants to know if you have any tips for pushing through that uh, first previous area. Just go as fast as you can. Like you're not going to miss anything. There's 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 really nothing to miss. Um, if you have to look up like game facts for the right sequence of stuff to do, like there's there's no there's no even real reward for like looking around and spending some some time doing stuff because you have to do all the stuff in order to move on. Like you have to get the rupees, you have to get the bassinet back and give it to the woman to get the fishing rod to move the fish to get the thing to go to the thing to do that. There's no like secret bonuses that you're gonna get for looking around and that's why it's so like heinous it's just like it drops you into this this very linear big like map and is like try and find the sequence that we've hidden in here and then do that three times over like it sucks just look at look at game facts to remind yourself of the sequence you have to do um my second i I started a second playthrough to try the game in hero mode which rules um and i want to talk more about that later um but when you know what to do like you can get through it um a bit quicker uh, but I mean, you still have to do like all that backtracking. Um, just, just, just get through it because then the game does get get better. Uh, Stephen Shockley asked, "Is the remake different enough to warrant a new playthrough, or is that pretty much identical besides the updated graphics?" It's hard to say, man. Like, I think it's worth it because, like I said earlier, like I, I, it was. I remember being like vaguely dissatisfied the first time I played Twilight Princess. Um, just because it wasn't this iconic classic that I was like really hoping it would be. Um, and and playing it again this time, like without that level of expectation on it, like I really appreciated like some of the stuff, like the art design in this game. I remember thinking like, well, this is just like drab, like next gen brown filter back in 2006, which was like about to become the norm for uh, that that console generation for the next what, like seven years or so um and i remember thinking back on it and being like well that game's just not good to look at even compared to skyward sword uh which i think holds up a lot better in comparison uh skyward sword is like colorful and and um there's a lot of variety between the different areas and i remember thinking like oh twilight princess that's just like the like unsaturated you know sort of boring looking brown and gray game Uh, but there's actually like a lot of really cool stuff going on like in the character designs there's so much variety between the different characters there's so many like memorable characters i I pointed out uh uku the uh weird bird person that you meet in the dungeons that can like warp you out i don't know if you remember uku or not uh but it's like one of the most like jacked up character designs i've ever seen in a video game before and like it used to be a running joke like oh this bird is really scary but then you stop to think about it like yeah that bird is really scary and it's a it's like a weird fixture in the game um and it kind of like characterizes the 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 art style of this game and and that's not just that it's like you know kind of a bland palette um although certainly a lot of the areas do subscribe to that like a lot of this stuff is dark in a way that like games haven't really done before like a lot of this stuff is just bizarre like it's just really weird to look at um and like that was something that was totally lost on me the first time i played it there's also some really really good storytelling some really great characters um uh some really clever dungeons and 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 tools and stuff like that like the game has a lot of really good stuff going for it that i think i just uh and i i just based on like looking at old reviews of the original twilight princess that was like it has cinema quality graphics and like you really feel like you have a sword in your hand. Like there's so much other cool, way, way cooler stuff happening in Twilight Princess and a lot of bad stuff that got like huge free passes um, back when the game first came out. Can you Um, think of an example besides the opening that we've already talked about? In terms of free passes that it got? Yeah. Yeah, I mean like it's, it's not just the opening. Like there's a sequence right before like one of the final dungeons 
that makes you like, oh, it makes you like backtrack and like go to all of these. You have to go like six different areas that you've already been to before looking for these statues that are marked on your map. So it's not even like it's this challenge of hunting them down. You just have to like go to these six different areas across the world and use this item on these different statues to like fill out a word in a book in order. It's like it's the it's a really, really annoying fetch quest. Um, the, the game doesn't have a lot of uh, good sub quests to like break up those interstitial periods. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it suffers because of it. Um, I think of like uh, uh, Ocarina of Time or Majora's Mask was really great about it. Anytime Majora's Mask, that was a small world. You had uh, Termina and uh, the, the Clock Town Termina Field. And then you had like the four hub worlds around it. But every time you went to one of those hub worlds, like there were so many possibilities. Like there were the Skulltula houses you could go into. There was the whole subquest of upgrading the sword. There were the Goron races. Like there was so much stuff to do. Um, and in Twilight Princess, there's like a few little activities here and there, but mostly it's just like, hey, go find pieces of heart. Um, and that's not like, I mean, obviously that's a tried and true carrot. But like, it's not a really great way to make you feel like I want to get out in that world and explore and do stuff. And without that, it it really does make those transitional periods just feel like a just a march um, from point A to point B that just involves like going through all these places that you've been before. Um, and I feel like the the just the pacing of the game is really rough. Like you'll go, you'll do one of those kind of annoying fetch class parts for uh, sometimes like an hour and a half, two hours or so, like tr- tracking stuff down. Um, and then you'll finally get to a dungeon and then the next dungeon will come. Like you only have to do like 10 minutes of like backtracking and then you're in the the next dungeon. Like sometimes they're really close together. Sometimes they're far apart and not all the transition periods are bad. Like some of it does introduce like new areas and you know, there's, there's fun stuff to do, but yeah, just the the pacing of the game is kind of off. Um, Skyward Sword definitely had that too. There's a lot of backtracking there. Um, Skyward Sword suffered because like that game is about 15 to 20 hours longer than it should have been. Mm-hmm. Um, like they wanted to make this grand epic when really like there was a great tight 25 to 30 hours Zelda game in that 45 to 50 hours. What Zelda if game. that's the update of uh, uh, the H the HHD update of Skyward Sword? Just like we took out all the garbage. Yeah. You don't have Mate. to like do that one sequence where the area floods and you have to, there was a part in that game where you had to go through a dungeon that you already beat just to get something from the final room. It was, yeah, really savage. Um, um, but but yeah, Twilight Princess definitely has some flaws that definitely got overlooked in that initial wave of reviews because people were just psyched out of their minds for this game. Um, but there's also like a lot of really, really great like character development stuff that other Zelda games had in it that like just kind of also went un undiscussed. Like Mallow is like a little baby child who is also this like devious entrepreneur and has like adult an adult brain in his little baby body. And is like maybe one of the best yeah. characters in this game. And I completely forgot about this character. Like I, I forgot about, or, or just straight up didn't notice like some of the really great things going on in this game. So for that reason, I would, I would recommend going back and playing it. There's not a ton of new content. In fact, the only like new content thing is the cave of shadows, uh, which is uh, you unlock by using the wolf link amiibo. And okay. it's and it's not good. Like there's a thing called the Cave of Ordeals in Twilight Princess, which is like this this 50 wave combat arena where you just like move through these different these 50 floors. And then every 10 floors or so you get a little prize. Um, Cave of Shadows does that, except you're stuck as Wolf Link the whole time. And combat as Wolf Link isn't especially satisfying. 
Um, you mainly just hold down like the Z trigger and just press the attack button over and over again, and you can more or less get through most of the floors that way. Um, not mm-hmm. only that, you have to beat, you have to go through it in three different phases. So like the first phase, you like have to go through these eight floors, and it's like you win. Now back out, and then you back out, and it's like all right, phase two, beat those eight floors all over again, and then beat these other twelve floors. And so you do that, and you go through twenty floors. It's like all right, you did it. Now for the final round, you have to go through those twenty floors all over again, and then move through twenty more floors. Like, stop making me rehash shit. Like, I don't want to keep fighting things as Wolf Link. It's not very fun. Um, last question uh, about Twilight Princess. Um, I recently realized that I hadn't ever played wind waker oh really should i do that well that's not really about twilight princess is it buddy man just want to see what you thought um i really like the wind waker hd wii u remake um that game looks good as hell um good as hell can you watch it with the language please i think family show i think like in general the the wind waker hd remake like in terms of visuals fares a lot better and i think it's just because of the the like art style of that game like for them to do the like visual work that they put into the hd remake of wind waker mm-hmm. i just th- i think that cell shaded art style benefited a lot more from from getting upscaled like that than this one did because they, they did replace a lot of textures in twilight princess especially in like character models like there's so much more detail um and it makes some of like the, the characters are so great in Twilight Princess and it, the the it, to see them sort of rendered in, in greater detail really does them uh, a, a pretty great service of, of making them look as vibrant as they like are as characters. Yeah. Um, but the, a lot of the a lot of the like areas that are, like I said before, like that sort of unsaturated next gen brown filter thing. Um, yeah. There's there's no amount of upscaling that's going to make those look good just because they're kind of just a little bit uninspired. Like you can, you can give them those, those rage id tech mega textures, but it's still like, it's still going to look like a, you know, just a big, big Brown field. Um, uh, Wind Waker HD is, yeah, it's really great. I can't believe I haven't played that before. Yeah. I just kind of, I kind of just didn't like it. Cause he looked like kind of like a baby. I don't like to pretend to be like big, tough men. Yeah, not sure. babies. Well, then you should games. play Twilight Princess. He's a big, tough, big, tough boy in this one. All right. Well, uh, so check it out. If you want to be a big, tough boy, this is the game for you. Griffin, uh, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you to you for listening at home. Uh, got a lot more stuff at polygon.com. So make sure you go check all of that out. And uh, I'm going to go buy Wind Waker. All right. Well, I, it sounds like I've done my job here in this review podcast for another game. Yeah, absolutely. For Griffin McElroy, my name is Justin McElroy. Thank you for listening to Polygon's Quality Control. Mm-hmm.